think of what can be content and have a variety, show people, you know, who you are behind the scenes as, you know, in the front of the scenes, I always say anybody can be a digital marketer. Anybody can manage your business, but they come to you because of your personality. And not everybody is going to take to my personality because I may smile, but I'm hard. And I tell people I'm hard on you. I'm going to act. If you want to do this, this is how we're going to do it. But I'm going to do it with a smile. Like I'm, I need your content. Do you have your content? <laughs> you know, so everything is content. And I love breaking it down. It's just Write out topics that you want to talk about. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster so if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life who want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Today, we're excited to welcome Nedra Lee, the digital sister who is here to help you navigate the world of digital marketing. With over 15 years of data analytics experience, Nedra is a seasoned expert in the field. Her creative thinking and constant search for new and innovative ways to improve her client's online presence make her the back office guru you need. Get ready to learn from Nedra's wealth of knowledge as she shares her insights on the latest trends and changes in the digital world. So buckle up because this episode is going to be a journey into the exciting world of digital marketing with Nedra Ali. Nidra, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be on here today. This is going to be a lot of fun. We were just talking about the new stuff that Apple's just announced. It's Christmas. Uh, <laughs> it's like Christmas. It's Christmas. <laughs> Amen. So I'm so excited to you know learn about Nidra. How did she even get started with the 15 years of experience? I know that we all have different lives that we get started with, but... Nidra really put that into work and what she's doing. So Nidra, share with us, you know, how did you get started? What inspired you and what keeps you bringing it back? Okay, so I've worked in the corporate sector for 15 years as a data analyst. I call myself the data nerd. So <laughs> I built systems and it was for an insurance company here in Florida. So a lot of, I would go into smaller departments, things that were like paper type 
paper in and I'll take that. I'm a sequel girl. I, I you know, I love, I just love building systems and I, mm. I look at their processes and then builds a, a system for them. So it can be more seamlessly for their processes. And I did a lot of forecasting and just data analytics, especially when it's hurricane season. Mm. So I'm here in Florida. So a lot of what I did was reporting back in things, analytics and building systems. But what I found myself it was the same thing over and over again. And I love just, I'm very creative, but mm. just kept, I'm creative and analytical at the same time. So you yeah. kind of have to spark my interest both ways. I am a part of a dance group. And at the time, I want to say uh, four years ago, they needed a website. So I'm like, if I can build a system, I can surely build a website. And so I built the website. I love, I was the little girl who took apart VCRs and, you know, I just wanted to always see the inner workings of things. So I built the website and from there, I'm like, okay, how are we going to advertise this? How are people going to come to your website? Mm -hmm. Okay. Social media. So um, from there, I started doing a little social media management um, and it kind of grew from there. So I was still working my corporate job and doing little things at one time, but I really love helping business owners kind of grow their business digitally. And it kept my creativity running because I would jump from different clients. So I can mm -hmm. be working with somebody with the boutique and then I can jump to somebody that has a dance company. So sure. It sparked my interest. So in around 20, the beginning of 2019, I told my husband, Norman, I said, I want to try to do this full time. At the time, I was like, oh, I just need five clients. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just need five clients. Uh -huh. And if we can do this by the end of the year, I want to get out. So little did I know, God was like, okay, well, I know you, you're a workaholic, so you're pregnant. So around March <laughs> of 2019, I got pregnant. I've already have a 10 year old and a 12 year old, mm -hmm. I, a boy and a girl. I, I was, I thought I was done. Mm -hmm. And her due date was December at the end of the, the year. So I was just like, okay, I'm going to be out of work for 12 weeks. Let me really, really work. This is my third child. I got this, you know, yeah, this is yeah. nothing new. So <laughs> I really started building up my clientele, really started studying and taking courses on digital media, digital marketing courses, just really getting into all of that. And when I had her on December 9th, I took the full 12 weeks. Normally I would take eight weeks and be ready back at work. Yeah. But I took the full 12 weeks and I said, okay, when I get back, I'm, I'm going to give it to summertime. I went back to work. I sat down and I look at the emails I was like, this is not me. I don't want to do this no more. I have a new baby. You know, mm -hmm. I want to be home. I surpassed the five clients by then. And I, I just, let's, let's just try this. But within the year, as we were preparing for this, we made sure we paid off a lot of things. So that way, when I leave, we don't have a lot of bills or expenses. Yeah. So I walked in my boss's office after sitting down at the computer for two hours crying because I just did not want to be here. I walked in, he looked up at me. He was like, you're not staying, huh? I said, I really love my job, but I don't think I can do that. But the beauty of it was his wife just had a baby mm -hmm. and then his boss wife just had a baby. So they completely understood. Yeah. And so I'm like, they, and I was like, well, I'm officially giving my two weeks notice. He was like, what if you want to leave in three days or a couple of days just to get your things together? We totally understand because you've been gone for 12 weeks. And so they allowed me that. I mean, and they sent me off with the best sent off. So I was just like, yeah, I'm about to be that stay at home mom, work my business, go pick them up from school. And then a week later the pandemic happened it's <laughs> mm -hmm. changed so, everybody's not only did i become mm -hmm. that but i was a teacher you know me they were home all 
the time. And so from there, that gave me the opportunity with our church. We had to immediately go digital. I mean, we had to immediately get on social media live. So Mm -hmm. I got a lot of my background, just recording it, make editing it, make sure it's on the live. So I really got a crash course into that. And I was like, I really like this digital. I just love this digital world. Like, because mm-hmm. it's free advertisement. If you want it to be, you put your name out there for your business, you grow a, a community and you just work from there. So that's how it all started. But I just love the different business owners and influencers I get to work with. Cause it always keeps my brain going. I love that. <laughs> That's so powerful. I totally love that. And Mm -hmm. talking about uh, people that are always home, our children, I think one of them just arrived from I know. (laughs) There's some walking in the back now. (laughs) But my door is locked, so they're not going (laughs) to stay out. That's really powerful, right? So you found what really pulled you. And in the beginning of our, our lives after school and whatnot, we start at one place, we really put all of our minds into it. And really, you know, that's where you were being analytical and, and analyzing the, the storm and, and everything else, because I love I love looking at storm patterns as well. Yes, I have the storm tracker app and I'm looking at, okay, when's the rain coming? Oh, look at this, these clouds are coming in. Um, but I, I like how you were found a problem. And instead of Figuring out, I don't know how to do this. You said, let me just go figure out how hard could it be? Because yes. you're already on the computer. You're already deal, you know, dealing with technology. Mm-hmm. So that is totally freaking awesome. And is in social media is a numbers game. I love to look at where the post is going, how long. It's mm-hmm. it's just a big number analytical thing. So that's why I really took interest in it. I love it. I totally love that. And and what's beautiful is that you overcame all the issues you created this business and also having a supportive spouse i mean that is the biggest i mean i would not be doing this podcast if my wife was not supporting me yes mentally physically spiritually morally it's it's so much uh, you know so much (laughs) gratitude i have towards her because she's enabled me to be myself to you know, pull in all my little quirks and nerdiness into this space. And me and my husband worked at the same company. He was a business analyst. I was a data analyst. So we've always worked together. So Mm -hmm. it just really became natural. So, you know, we kind of built a studio in our garage where people can come in and record and take pictures and stuff. So he handles like all the setting up and recording Mm -hmm. and things. And I take that data from him and I edit. And and so it's just, it it just worked perfect. And um, he's also a composer. So, you know, if I need some music or if someone Mm -hmm. needs some music, hey, babe, I need this music for a video. So it just, it it really married very easily. And the support was just from him, was just outstanding. I love it. It is outstanding. Still is. It is. It's still (laughs) still an ongoing thing. And yes, I I had to interview somebody and they're like, you know, you always need a partner to move along your business. You cannot do it alone. That's why they have entrepreneur groups. That's why you have different communities where people support each other. And a lot of the times I've seen there's there's a lot of discrepancy where you're trying to move your business, but then you have a lot of pullback and then you hear about these separations like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. And then you see 
successful examples, for example, Apple, Steve Wozniak and Steve Jobs, yes. two people, Microsoft, we have Paul Allen and Bill Gates, mm -hmm. and then Amazon. Yes. This is the coolest story ever. Mr. Jeff Bezos was not making any money for eight years mm -hmm. through Amazon.com. It wasn't until everything, you know, the timing was just right. And hers, his wife was supporting him throughout that entire journey. This blows my mind. Yeah, I love that because, you know, a lot of people say the first three years of your entrepreneurship, I wake up, I woke up with my laptop, I went to sleep with my laptop, you know, I had to explain to my kids, you know, mommy's doing this for a purpose, you know, because we want to get to that spot. And because, mm -hmm. you know, I was so much on the computer, like my husband became like Mr. Dad, he will pick up the kids and and, and I, I would joke like if I go pick up my kids now, they probably wouldn't even know who this lady <laughs> is. This lady? Yeah. Dad has just been there and has just been supportive. And now, you know, now that I'm getting my business steady, I, the reverse, the, re, uh, the reverse, can reverse now, you know, I have a social media manager and an admin now. So it is a team of us mm -hmm. now that I'm able to take some of that load off, but I also teach my kids the business also. Hey, you want to learn how to use this camera? Hey, you yeah. want to learn how to do these product shoots? We're all on TikTok looking at different product shoots for yeah. and, and, and doing all these, you know, cool things, but it's also teaching my kids entrepreneurship also. And it's, it, we made it a family thing so they wouldn't feel, feel you know, wouldn't mm -hmm. feel left out. No, I totally love that. Including my kids into this process has been such a blessing because people will come out of nowhere and be like, wow, I really love that you're including your children in this process. And they'll jump into the videos on, on the live streams and whatnot. So much so that my son said, hey, I want dad, I want to start a YouTube channel. So mm -hmm. I was like, all right, let's make it happen. I made yes. a little studio for them so they could build their Lego models and do their transformers oh, so cool. with them, some videos. So now, and then it was a point that my son was like, let me record this video. And then he kept bugging me, Dad, can you edit this? And I'm like, yes, I'll edit it. And then guess what happens? Time passes on. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't do it. I don't have enough time. Then I taught him, like, hey, yes. this is how you do the edits. So f for at least 10 to 20 videos, he edited and post recorded, edited, posted it on YouTube all by himself. How and old now is he? He is, he's now 12, so he's been doing oh. this for about two years. Okay, okay. In the middle, there was a lot of breaks, but he's really passionate about, you know, the tech and being able to produce this and getting those subscribers to make the money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make some money on, on YouTube. <laughs> Which is really awesome because it shows that this is the new world and where the world is heading in the next seven years, who knows? Mm -hmm. I was looking at a video from like eight, eight years ago and I was just mm -hmm. like, it looks ancient. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm 40, so I'm used to, you know, and I'm like, even eight years ago, mm -hmm. technology is just moving so fast. And I guess that's why it piques my interest because yeah. it is never stagnant. It's always something to learn. And that, that's what keeps me driving. It's like, okay, what can I learn today? What can I learn today? Mm -hmm. You know? So that's why I love it. It's just marrying my creativity and the analytics who can ask for more? <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Man, this has been so much fun. I don't even have to ask you what kept you motivated because she has shared it with me. Having that financial freedom, having the ability to do whatever you want and help people along the way. 
Yes. I can say I'm a natural helper. If I see a client and they, their vision and they are hungry for their mm-hmm. vision, I am there to help. But like I tell a lot of my clients, I set the stage. Think of it as a concert. I put up the lights. I set the stage. I make everything pretty for you. It's your job to get on the stage and sing. Yes. Because if I have to get on the stage and sing, it's my business now. This is my business. So exactly. I, I love just getting everything together for you. So all you have to do is just worry about your craft and just get on the stage. So I, I'm just a natural helper at church. I was an usher. I was a dancer. Mm. They used to call me the dancing usher because <laughs> I would usher one week and dance one week. Um, <laughs> but it's just that natural, just helping people is it comes very natural to me. You know, um, I love mission trips. I've been to India. So it's just. I love helping people. <laughs> I, love that. I love that, Nidra. Yeah. And like Zig Ziglar said, you can get everything in life that you want if you will just help enough people get what they want. Yes. Yes. That, yes. I love that. I love that. That is me. <laughs> <laughs> that is, she, he's talking about you right there. Yes. That was personally <laughs> for me. <laughs> Man, this has been so much fun. All right. So you, You've been a digital analyst. You found your passion in helping people. Website design was fun in the beginning, but when you come back and sit down to it, it, it is a lot, lot of work. Yes. But digital is when you show up with your heart, your soul, your lights, your cameras, all these things. It just becomes so much easier. Mm-hmm. I've been having to write some copy for my website, and my coach is like, why don't you just talk it out? Yes. I'm like, you're right. I've, I've, because after doing 400 plus episodes on the podcast and building this ability to talk and tell stories, that's been my superpower because I've worked at it so much as opposed to writing. I used to write a lot. I had a blog and everything. But now that I can talk and turn those words into mm-hmm. stories... I was like, wow, I'm just going to do that. So now I've been, I just turn on Microsoft Word and in, in, initiate the dictate mode and go to town to that. Yes. That. So it's been. I mean, video been, now is just the thing. You know, when I first started, the main thing was trying to get some of my clients even just to Instagram because they were mainly Facebook people. And yeah. and I like to break it down like Facebook's, that's your family, that's your groups, that's where you get your groups, your community. Instagram is kind of, you know, your aesthetics and things mm-hmm. like that. But, oh, I have found TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. TikTok. I'm migrating all my people out there, you know, um, to TikTok is just a form of just who you really are. You get to uh-huh. be yourself and and um, it's just always changing. And even LinkedIn is changing. So it's like, yes, it is. I mean, it's just I do intros and outros for people that's going live on TikTok, I mean, on uh, LinkedIn. And, and it's, it's I have to think of everything in a different format yeah. for each platform. So, yeah, I mean, it's so much in digital. I love it. Yeah. Wow. Where has the time gone? Well, <laughs> Nidra, I know we're not done yet. We're not done. We're just going to take a quick break. And we'll be right back. And Nidra is going to share three hacks that you can implement in your digital marketing strategy. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program 
to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Hey guys, welcome back. We've been speaking with Nidra Ali, the digital sister. She's all you need in your life for to help with digital marketing. Nidra, thank you so much for you know sharing your wisdom, your stories, and how you've involved your children in, in practicing entrepreneurship, practicing real life because you know what really pulls us into other people is those similarities yeah you've got three kids i've got four kids and when you mention you know you have two older kids and all of a sudden there's a surprise kid right <laughs> so we were done too at three kids the uh, youngest being four years old and then we had a surprise so now we have a two-month-old baby <laughs> Oh, wow. You have a new, new baby. A new, oh. new baby. Yes, Ooh. we have a... But I've learned, like, the older kids, they take so well they and they help me so much with the kids. And I'm like, well, this ain't so bad because yeah. I can say, hey, go give her a bath. And, exactly. And, you know, the, the bond between the brother and the little, it's just amazing she's it is. you know he teaches her you know mm. her abc she's two and she record you know recognize colors and abcs and yeah and and, and it's just it's, it's fun to watch that it interaction is. with the older kids and the little kids she thinks she's their age <laughs> <laughs> my my young so i have three sons and one daughter and my daughter was like i'm the oldest right and she's number three she's a four-year-old she's like <laughs> that's right i she's came the first <laughs> i'm like okay okay Daniel. Okay, Danya. Sure. Oh, I love that name. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So we've been talking about all this fun stuff, uh, bringing our lives into our world, our business, and really connecting people with who resonate, who have similar lives, who have kids, because that's what the digital brand and, and that's what social media enables us to bring in, you know, forth and foremost. But let's jump in and grab those three hacks to take away so that you can apply it into your digital marketing strategies from okay. Nidra. So the first one I want to say is a lot of people think to be on social media, you have to physically be on there every day and or create a video every day, but batch record, like take a day, you know, cause I don't have time to do videos every day. So I, mm -hmm. I take a, a certain amount of time on the weekends and I batch record for either the month or, you know, just kind of set myself up. So the yeah. first thing, my first hack is to batch record because you would get stressed out if you have to produce videos every day, you never know, you know, emergencies may come up, but if you set that time and, and I'm yeah. not saying a lot of time. Yeah. So I'm a type of person I have 
shirts hanging up. I got changes of outfits. I do my batch recording and then I'm able to schedule it as needed. So that will be my number one hack. I mean, one of my hacks is batch yeah. record. My second one would be everything is content. Everything mm. is content. A lot of times when clients first come in, they feel that they have to be very structured and very, you know, I have to talk about this, but just you walking, are you, you record yourself having a meeting with someone else. Everything is content. We literally have the world in the palm of our hands really with the phone. So, you mm. you know, if you have an Apple, <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, you have your, your videos, you, you, you know, you have your, your camera with you at all times. Even, you know, I have a gimbal right here. So I kind of, always think of what can be content and have a variety show people you know who you are behind the scenes as you know in the front of the scenes I always say anybody can be a digital marketer anybody mm -hmm. can manage your business but they come to you because of your personality and not everybody right. is going to take to my personality because I may smile but I'm hard mm -hmm. and I tell people I'm hard on you I'm going to act if you want to do this this is how we're going to do it, but I'm going to do it with a smile. Like, mm -hmm. I need your content. Do you have your content? <laughs> you know, so everything is content. And I love breaking it down. It's just write out topics that you want to talk about. That's, I would say that's hack number two. Write down topics you want to talk about. And then within that topic, you could break it down to so many different videos, you mm -hmm. know, and make it a series. So I would say definitely everything is content. My last one would be know your social media platforms because something that works on TikTok may not work on Instagram. Something right. that works on Instagram may not work on LinkedIn. So you have to be a little flexible with that because th those are different audiences, you know? So I would say definitely know your audience when you're putting out content. I think I do more talking on Instagram. I do more mommy dancing and mm. just being myself because I'm a dancer and I show people my personality on TikTok. Yeah. And then LinkedIn is more professional. It's more getting business, you know, although it's changing. So I do dabble, a you know, I do put a little, you know, <laughs> I do put a little bit of my other personality into LinkedIn, but just know, know your platforms, know your platforms. I love that. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Those are some really awesome hacks. And my coach keeps telling me that everything is content as well. <laughs> and when I tell him that I'm doing I'm doing this and I did this and I did this, I'm like, dude, why aren't you sharing all of this? Exactly. <laughs> I, I say the same thing. Like, where <laughs> where is my content? Mm -hmm. You went everywhere. Um, there is something, uh, this lady on TikTok, and she says, it has a little song that says, everything is content. And you literally, like, she just came home from the gym, right? But she literally, you walk, like, she literally came home from the gym, set up her, her ring light in the corner, went back out the door and came in as if she was coming in from the gym or, like, just different B-roll shots. She would yeah. go outside and put the, the camera on the ground and drive yeah. off to get that B-roll shot. So uh -huh. that's why I say everything is content. Mm. Like, we know you that you really it, yeah. didn't have the camera running when you came in from the gym. <laughs> but... but <laughs> <laughs> but it, so it came true. across you're trying to convey a story it's very authentic yeah and um my mom's on caught on tiktok and she was like nature because i had a video about amazon packages and not wanting my husband to open my amazon packages <laughs> my mom called me she's like nature are you out there buying these amazon packages and not letting norman know i said mama 
It's not real. <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> it's not real. It's a story. It's it's relating to what's out there. Like mm-hmm. I recorded that maybe weeks ago, but then thought in my mind, oh, I can I can I can put this caption in. So yeah. the caption may be totally different than the scenario that's really right. going on. It's just like. Oh, I gotta look at it with a different eye. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like mini TV. You're creating your own TV it's a show. Mini series, yeah. You know, your so own true. mini series. So it's really, it's not. I promise you, Ma, it's not happy. She called me very concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. This is the point in the episode when I get to ask you some questions. These are short, short, or or it could be short question answers, or it could be a little longer. It just helps. We've been talking about digital marketing, and digital marketing is all about our personality. So these help bring a little bit of, of that out. Okay. All right. Okay. Number one, what is the one hobby that you wish you got into? Oh, wow. Drawing. Mm. Drawing. Drawing. I, I, um, I remember I started it, but it's... I never really, because I feel that would help just letting it out. So I guess I just let it out digitally, but just physically drawing. I wish I would have got into that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, it's, I think that's oh, you a really, really made me think, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a really lovely habit. And kids do a lot of that when they're going, they're in pre-K, kindergarten, mm-hmm. even preschool. And if we just keep giving them all the tools you know they can keep drawing my my daughter does it and i love it she's 13 and she draws and she's very creative artsy wise so i was just like (laughs) (laughs) i love it my sister's uh, daughter uh, who's the same age as my older son she's become a really good artist because her dad is an artist and they've been using the ipad with, with the pencil to mm-hmm. draw some really nice sceneries. Oh, that there. is so it's, cool. It's been pretty awesome to see. Our right, next question. All right. What did you want to be when you were a child? I wanted to be a teacher and an airline stewardess because I knew they traveled, but I really wanted mm. to be a teacher. And guess what? You are a teacher. I'm, yes. <laughs> Just not to students. You're not absolutely Not to students, right. but, but your clients. <laughs> You're kids, teaching your clients. Yeah. How do yeah. we better digital marketers? Yes. That. Next question. What is your favorite movie or TV show? Oh, my. Oh, gosh. I'm a rom-com girl. I love romantic comedies. So it's mm-hmm. just like trying to put something together. My all-time favorite was um, Hairspray. I love a good, funny mm-hmm. musical. Um, but I, I'm a rom. I love romantic comedies. I like stuff to just lighthearted and laugh. Yes. You know, the world, a, a world, a little bit, it'd be too deep. So it, if it's something that can just take me out of the world and just make mm-hmm. me laugh, that's I love rom coms. <laughs> I love I love some rom coms as well. Especially one of the ones that just popped in my head was Death at a Funeral with Chris Rock. That was so funny. That was so funny. <laughs> no, I don't know if you've seen the British version because there was a British version as well. I, I, I did not see that one. Okay. I and was just pe- talking to my friend. I said, after all of this, I'm, I want to get a good movie and, yeah. just relax and just have fun. Yeah. <laughs> and what's cool is that Peter Dinklage is in both movies. Really? Yes. Now so you're he's in have the first one. Okay. And he was in the second one, right? He's the dad's. Yes. 
Oh, I'm gonna have to watch it now. Okay, okay. It's pretty well done. It's pretty. It was. Uh, they did a pretty nice job. All right. Next, what movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Mm. Oh wow. Um. Mm-hmm. Now you really stumped me. Okay, okay, okay. I would actually want to. Okay, so I like speed. I'm telling my age. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no! Please, and, I just, I just rewatched I, Speed. I <laughs> like, love don't. Speed, and it's like if I want to be in something because I'm so happy all the time. I wanted mm-hmm. to show like something different, and I love Speed. Like you know, I love all her movies, but mm-hmm. Speed, like an action movie, I would want yeah. to be in an action movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I like it. I like You're that. You're really getting down deep. <laughs> <laughs> Next, uh, there's two more questions left. Okay. Next one is. Who is your favorite superhero? Batman. <laughs> yes. Batman because is awesome. Because that was one of the first, like, you know, just growing up in the 90s, like that classic Batman. And, well, yes. I, I know it's not, cla- you know, the the 90s version of Batman. The 90s, yeah. With, yeah. with uh, <laughs> Michael Keaton and... Yes, um, yes, yes. And the, jo- yeah, and the Joker and the Penguin. Like, those to me was just very classic. Danny DeVito, can yes. you believe it? Plays the penguin. (laughs) He is something else for sure. Yes. I was the one, my dad is all girls. So my dad, I was the baby. Uh, And Mm -hmm. that, um, I was like the baby, baby, like seven to 10 years apart from my sisters. He was like, well, if I had two girls, you, you, you gonna learn some actions and you gonna (laughs) learn some boy stuff. It took me, you know, fishing, hunting the whole nine yards. So I was like, (laughs) so I just remember just sitting there watching Batman with my dad and was just like, this is cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. My, my daughter was, uh, woke up in the morning. She's like, I want to see Spidey. And then uh, on Netflix, there's these, you know, mini Spidey uh, series. So she's been, she's been enjoying those. watches that all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She watches that all the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's too fun. It's too fun. It's too fun. I, I love how they're bringing all of this together. And what's funny is that in, it was at least 10, year, 10, 15 years ago, Disney was like, we don't have anything for boys. Mm-hmm. All we have is for girls. Mm-hmm. So that's when they were trying and creating, you know, a, the Lion King and then Pixar came to the rescue. Yes. With Toy Story and all Toy these Story other movies. Toy Story was classic. That, yeah. that, that changed the game. It did. It, that Pixar changed the game. Of, they, of they totally changed the game. And yeah. it's hard not to think about who was behind that change and who brought that up. Right? The same yeah, guy who looked different. It was just new. I just I remember when that came out. Like mm-hmm. it was just different. <laughs> yes, absolutely different. All right. Next and last question. Okay. If you were a board game, what would it be? Monopoly. Nice. I love a good Monopoly. Monopoly. That, that it's it's you know, I remember getting my kids a Monopoly, but it was the the kids version where it had okay. dollars. They were like, I don't, I don't want that one, the real one. <laughs> and I don't, I don't like the Monopoly where they like the credit card. I don't. Mm. It, it's just something about having that paper money, having the actual paper cheap. because yeah, you're I, learning I like the, the numbers card. as well. Yeah, mm. and it helps them. And if you're just swiping around, they're not learning anything. Yeah. So I guess just having the paper and it, it could be like a family thing, and you know, it's just buying. I just like Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> I think this game you would really enjoy. Okay. It's called 
Cash Flow by Robert Kiyosaki. Cash Flow. So you, if you've heard of Robert Kiyosaki, he wrote the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Poor Dad. Mm-hmm. His second book was Cash Flow Quadrant. So he's combining all of that knowledge into this board game to teach even adults how the stock market work, how the real estate oh, works. That's nice. So you start the game and you're in the rat race. And then they teach you how to invest money. They teach you how to, and it's really cool because it can it can go on for long. But it also teaches you how to get really good at investing and you mm-hmm. know putting and money to work. Growing up, oh, I, I, I've they don't teach investment and stuff in school. Mm-mm. You know, they didn't. The only thing I really remembered is how to write a checkbook, a check, and. and <laughs> They teach you how to spend the money, not right, how to make money. Right, but not invest in it. And, and uh-uh. not, I mean, I feel that kids need to know their, you know, how to do credit right. Because yeah. I, I just remember going into my 15-year job. I literally worked on um, FSU campus um, at the SunTrust. And our job was to mm-hmm. get freshmen a credit card. Like that, that. And I'm like, I couldn't imagine my daughter's going to be 17 going to college, you know, yeah. and you're just throwing money at them with them not understanding the knowledge. And it is up to us parents to do that. And I know, you know, growing up, my parents didn't really understand investments and things like that. So that's something that I want to, like when she turned 13, it was like, all right, let's, let's get a bank account, you know, Mm -hmm. because grandma always had a savings account, but here's this card. Let's learn how to manage this card, you know? So just teaching her, because when they leave, it's like, I don't want them to, think that's free money and not understand what investing, not understand what their credit, how important it is. So I I like this. This is very important. It's very important for kids. It's so important. Mm -hmm. Um, I also having four kids and wanting them to teach money because when I was growing up, I had no idea what credit was. Yeah. Right. I was 19. I went and spent $1,500 on this boom box in my car (laughs) with a really, I mean, come on, man. I listened to some Tupac and (laughs) Yes. We were hurting. Our heads were hurting. We're, we're driving up the mountains, and we're just listening to this old school music. And it was it sounded really good, but I didn't know what I got into because yeah. now I have fifteen hundred dollar credit, and mm-hmm. I got to pay monthly. Yes. Oh crap! I don't have a job. <laughs> of course, I default and I have to return it. Right. And it that was the beginning of my credit score being affected, and mm-hmm. I s- still learning. Right, still learning on how to combat that. So it's really important to learn what the systems are in place and yes. what's for us and what's for them. That's important. That's very important. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, Nidra, this has been so much fun. It's like yes. talking to my best friend after oh, cool. so long. Yeah. <laughs> this this was fun. I love it. I love this. This was this was fun. I'm glad. I'm glad. And so to wrap it up. Where can my superpreneurs find you? So you can find me on Instagram at the digital sister. And that's um, S-I-S-T-A-H. It's a different sister. Sister. (laughs) Sister. Same thing on Facebook. Um, My website is www.simplisticinnovationswithaz.com. And then on uh, TikTok, I have the digital sister 
but I also have Just Need Your 40. And that's really the back end, who am I as a mom entrepreneur, as a UGC content creator. Yes. I'm really diving into that now, you being a UGC content creator. And that's where you see Nidra. Like when you go to my business page, I'm, I'm teaching, I'm telling you. But when you go to that page, I like the mix of it. Like this is my everyday life. This is what I like to have fun. So those are the avenues that you can find me. I love it. Thank you so much, Nidra. I'll be sure to include all of the links yes. to the show notes of the episode. And thank you again so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Congratulations. You made it to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening to our guest on this episode. Please send me an email at junaid at hexandhobbies.com to tell me what you loved about our guest today. You could find links mentioned in this episode on the hacksandhobbies.com website.